Welcome to North Shore News Week. Hello, hello, North Shore. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of North Shore News Week, the local podcast that breaks down the stories of the week at the recordnorthshore.com, which is us, uh, co-founders Martin Carlino and Joe Coglin, uh, as well as co-founder uh, Megan Bernard, who um, doesn't tune into this podcast, but um, uh, we put this together for you every week, stories just about New Trier Township um, from Glencoe down to Wilmette. Um, and this podcast helps break down the week that was. So um, thank you for tuning in. We do that in three easy segments. Um, lead story. Then we go up and down the shore and touch on every community that we do cover. And then we follow it up with a featured feature before sending you along your way. So um, we're going to jump right into our lead story. And uh, we did this. We teased this one a couple months back. Uh, so thank you guys for sticking with us. But a couple new restaurants are coming to town in Winneka on the corner of Lincoln and Elm Street. But they are replacing um, a couple old favorites, Little Ricky's and Cafe Aroma, um, which stopped, uh, which vacated their premises in the fall. Um, but we got the full story on what happened there. Um, and basically, um, the, they're, they're, they're victims of the pandemic, um, for lack of to, to shorten it up for you guys. Both restaurants had financial, um, we'll call them disputes, but um, they were served eviction lawsuits for unpaid rent by uh, the landlord, Hoffman Commercial Real Estate. Um, and uh, after a certain amount of time, um, both reached a settlement agreement. The details of those agreements aren't completely available, but we know that both vacated uh, in the early fall of last year um, because of them. So combined, um, I think uh, Little Ricky's owed about $39,000. And um, according to the lawsuits, by the way, according to the court documents, uh, which are public knowledge, uh, Little Ricky's owed $37,000, $39,000, and um, Cafe Aroma, $29,000. We spoke with the owner of Cafe Aroma, Mitra Rendek, um, who was very upset um, about um, what she felt was being pushed out of her location um, in, in the middle of a pandemic. Um, we talked to Hoffman Commercial Real Estate as well, who served the eviction lawsuits, um, who said um, no one, they basically told us that um, evictions are no good for anybody and they take no pleasure in it, um, but um, they, owe, they have responsibilities and obligations to the banks um, and um, needed to move forward. Um, you can read the full story and, and what, we, what we picked up um, from them on the record northshore.org um, also leaving that particular area is truman catering which was next door to cafe aroma uh, it, they, it did not reach um, eviction lawsuit status however there was a financial dispute um, hoffman real estate confirmed we talked to greg hoffman the ceo of that subsidiary um, who lives in kenilworth by the way and um, he's a local guy and um, that was also settled. Um, we weren't able to reach either the owner of Truman Catering or the ownership of Little Ricky's, um, but we do have um, some comments from Cafe uh, Roma's Mitra and um, Greg Hoffman as well. So if you guys want to check out the full story and what we got and what we broke down for you, that's what happened with those old, um, some of the favorite restaurants that left in the fall. That story is relevant today. Um, not only because of that, because of that public information, public service 
um, journal reporting, but also because new restaurants are on their way in those spaces. One of them taking up the space formerly occupied by Cafe Roma and Truman, taking up both storefronts, is Hometown Juice and Coffee out of Glencoe. This will be their second location. Um, we also talked to Lou and Julie Rubin out of that, um, out, of, uh, out of Hometown, um, talking about their expansion and what they hope for out of the new location. Um, so check out that. They hope to open by late spring, early June. Um, some things, the build outs in the works currently, um, but we're looking at a late May opening, I believe maybe early June. Across the street, former Little Ricky's, we're looking at a place called Tacos and Tequila, which is a brand from Hoffman Commercial Real Estate, or exactly Hoffman's family of companies as they have multiple companies. And one of their brands is Tacos and Tequila. Currently, they only have locations in South Florida. Um, but this, so this would be the first one in Illinois. Um, it's kind of right on the name, guys. Tacos and Tequila, a family restaurant um, with also... Um, some good uh, adult beverages as well. Um, but uh, that's what you can expect also in the spring, um, according to the company. So some major shakeups there for that popular intersection right there. Um, and uh, some kind of complicated um, business dealings uh, and, and litigation that is now settled um, from that space. So read the full story. Hope you guys can check it out. And the shakeup coming, and that is our lead story. Yeah, and the uh, the Winneka dining scene as a whole over the past uh, ten to twelve months, Joe has seen a, a bit of a, a bit of a shakeup as some some new restaurants ha have have really come in. We've seen uh, over the past six months, um, Town and Oak, a new restaurant on, on Green Bay Road, come in. We've seen uh, La Tequiza come in as well um, over near Laundry Mall there in Winneka. And then we've also seen Guanajuato move um, from Glencoe just down the street to Winneka. So um, some pretty significant alterations in uh, regarding uh, Winneka restaurants and its dining scene uh, here over the past 10 to 12 months. Yeah, and if you expand that even a little farther to the past couple years, two, three, four years, we're talking about Mino's Italian is relatively new. Fred's Garage as well is a bit on the newer side, right? Spirit Elephant, the vegan restaurant, Stacked and Folded. I think Grateful Bites. Grateful Bites, yeah. Um, so I, I don't know exactly what to call it if we want to call it a, a, <laughs> a renaissance, but it's <laughs> you know just kind of a changing of the guard and a lot of exciting new places that uh, we've heard um, nothing but quality things as a whole uh, on the dining scene. So expect a couple, a couple more additions. 501 local how could i how could i how could i forget about them as well and also right next door toco is is relatively new as well so yeah i mean that's just uh me and joe spitballing right there and we came up with what close to a dozen new restaurants in the past uh couple of years in Wanaka. and uh we don't we don't have anything official on this yet but the uh, former berkshire hathaway office in in downtown Wanaka, i think is probably another space that officials are targeting um, for possibly a restaurant. So, so keep an eye on, on that space as well. Yeah, that's another a hot corner as they call it. So uh, keep an eye on it. We'll, we'll continue reporting and uh, also, you know, um, send any tips our way at newsroom at the record North Shore. I'm sorry, the record ns.org. Yeah. And if you want to send an invite to our inbox um, for uh, reservations at any of those places, <laughs> please please feel, feel, feel free to do so as well. And we'll be, uh, we'll be happy to meet you for some outdoor dining. <laughs> um, 
Speaking of the dining, uh, just want to touch on this real quick, and, and we're working on an update. Um, the county has allowed a uh, has eased the restrictions from a couple weeks ago. Was, you know, they moved it to forty percent. I think it was last week, and now they've moved it to fifty percent. So um, the um, the the regression of COVID continues. Um, the numbers have stayed low um, as as the ex vaccine has continued to roll out. So a lot of things moving in the right direction, and restaurants are now allowed to move to fifty percent or fifty people, whichever is um, the larger number, uh, the smaller number. I'm sorry. So we've seen good. some related to the pandemic. Also, Joe, we've seen some really positive vaccine news. That's probably worth touching on. Um, for our listeners as well. And um, obviously with the recent approval of now a third vaccine, the Johnson and Johnson vaccine is very significant news. We heard um, U.S. President Joe Biden say yesterday that he believes by the end of May, there will be enough supply for any American who wishes to receive a vaccine. So that's very encouraging news. And then a bit more on the local sense as well. We just uh, got approval of the United Center as a mass vaccination site, and there are no residency restrictions to that. So anyone in our coverage area over the age of 65 can begin scheduling appointments as soon as tomorrow for that mass vaccination site at the United Center. So um, it's starting to, to ease up a little bit in terms of the degree of difficulty in booking a vaccine appointment. So hopefully this is something that just helps this even further and creates more opportunity for those who are uh, eligible and looking to get that, that vaccine, get the vaccine right now. And um, United Center, you know, it's not as far as um, it sounds in the heart of the city or on the west side. Um, you know, try to take the shore roads, take Damon, guys. It'll be a little quicker. <laughs> but um, also, if that sounds a bit daunting, um, displays. A mass vaccination site is opening there. We're going to have a, a bit more on our site about that in the coming days. Um, and there is still a possibility that the new Trier site evolves into a public site. It won't be a mass site because it's not big enough, but might evolve into a public site soon. Not yet, though. Do not go there yet. Still for public uh, front-facing employees, but um, the possibility. So some positives, a lot of positives um, as we look forward. Hopefully it happens sooner rather than later. Okay, that's our lead story. We touched on some other things um, and we're gonna go up and down the shore now. Up and down the shore, we just touch on every community. We started our northernmost point in Glencoe and we're gonna look at the library. Yeah, there's a new way for locals to, to pick up their books and their reading materials uh, at the Glencoe Library. We've got a story from our managing editor, Megan Bernard, up on our website about a new um, smart locker system outside of the Glencoe Public Library. And these are automated smart uh, lockers that are right outside the library, as I mentioned. And uh, library officials are hoping that within the next uh, week or two, they'll be up and running and they'll be available for 24-hour pickup and convenience. And um, if you have a chance to look over that story, one thing that the uh, library had relayed to us is that they really hope this will create a much more uh, convenient and easy option for um, locals looking to, uh, to pick up the materials they desire from the library. Obviously, during the uh, pandemic, the popularity of uh, relying on services from the library has increased because uh, so many great resources we can utilize from the library. So the Glencoe Public Library is taking it one step further in uh, easing that process for, uh, for locals looking to, uh, to utilize their, their library. 
you know, a lot of local organizations um, doing their best to provide resources in, in creative ways for, for and during the pandemic. So uh, make sure to check them out and contact them if, if you have any questions, but a lot of good things happening there. Um, we're going to take a little, uh, a little stroll down Green Bay Road to Winneka um, and uh, talk about another historic home um, with a permit um, for demo. Yeah, we've got another property facing some pretty serious contention from both village officials and residents as it, it's possibly staring down a wreck, wrecking ball. And that property is 82 Essex Road in Winneka. It is uh, commonly known as the Solid Rock House, and that's because it was built almost entirely from uh, concrete. So it's known as that, uh, it's, known, it's pretty widely known as the Solid Rock House. It was first built in 1911, so it's 110 years old. And it was um, designed by famed architect Walter Burley Griffin. A little bit of background on him is he sort of rose to fame because um, he studied at Frank, Lloyd's, Frank Lloyd Wright's famous Oak Park studio and, and worked with him very, clo very closely. And he's also known on an international uh, scale because he designed the capital of Australia as well. So um, very prominent architect and there's only two of his homes remaining in Waneka and this is one of them. Um, and within the past several years, there was a, a third Walter Burley Griffin home in Waneka that had already been demolished. So only two remaining. And if this one were to, to be demolished, it would be a, a pretty significant blow to the town in terms of uh, an architecturally and historically significant process, uh, property, I should say, that, would, that the village would lose. Yeah, so stay tuned. That's, that's uh, one of those that we'll continue to update, seeing as the, the public value of that one and the public interest. So uh, that's, that's all part of Marty's um, landmark commission beat. <laughs> um, uh, taking, a, uh, taking a walk to the west, we're going to touch on Northfield and uh, yeah, Northfield, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, Nutrier. Talk about Nutrier and their performing arts. Yeah, we'll go for three in a row here, Joe, and we've got a, uh, a new musical debuting um, pretty shortly here from Nutria High School, and that musical is going to be a production of Newsies, and it's going to uh, be virtually streamed the weekend of March 20th through uh, 21st, so just a, a couple weeks away there, and it's going to involve more than, it's going to involve work of more than 125 Nutria students, so um, very significant uh, number of students involved in it. We've got a link up in the article included in our website that will take you directly um, to where you can purchase tickets. They are um, $5 and it will be streamed at 4 and 7 p.m. on Saturday, March 20th, and then at 1 and 4 p.m. on Sunday, March 20, 21st. And the link to tickets, as I mentioned, is up on our website. So feel free to check out that preview story for some more information on the production and uh, a direct link to where you can buy tickets. We've also got some really great um, photos from one of our photographers of rehearsals. So you'll have a chance to, to get a bit of a sneak peek of the production in regards to um, what it's going to look like. So um, really cool musical from the, uh, from Nutria coming up in, in the next couple of weeks here. Yeah. Make sure to check that out. Another example of an organization kind of doing what they can to, uh, to, to, to get creative ways to bring you um, programming during the pandemic. Um, now we're going to walk back. We're going to take a little, a little walk down Hap Road and take a left on Lake Avenue and end up in Wilmette, where we're going to talk about uh, a new coffee shop opening, uh, much, 
um, anticipated, it seems like, in downtown Wilmette. And uh, appropriately, it is going to be housed at 1150 Wilmette Ave, which is the former um, home of the Rock House, which was a coffee house slash uh, music school. Um, it's going to be called Central Station Coffee and Tea. Um, Katie Deegan is the sole proprietor. We met up with her and we talked a little bit about her ideas and what she's bringing to town. And basically, um, quite simply, your classic coffee and tea house um, meeting place, gathering spot um, right in the heart of downtown. Um, there is not a, currently one down there. There's um, Alchemy Coffee Houses down in 4th and Linden Business District. So um, it's filling a void, uh, she said, a need right there on Wilmette Avenue and um, pretty cool stuff. Um, she's got some, some fun ideas. She wants to make it kind of a, um, she called it a New York City style bistro, um, kind of mixed with a little bit of that Parisian um, street cafe. You're going to get some outdoor tables there. Um, she was really excited about um, this opportunity and um, Wilmette and, you know, whoever can expect, um, the coffee lovers can expect it. Um, I think also early June, she's hoping for May, but realistically maybe early June. So keep an eye out. The build out is ongoing right now. Um, she hopes it's, it's done in April and she can start with um, hiring and, and, and doing the odds and ends to get it ready for its debut. But uh, Central Station, um, coffee and tea, you can expect it right there across from Village Hall at 1150 Wilmette Ave. Um, exciting times for downtown Wilmette. Um, also, Pit and Tap around the corner is going to open this spring. Um, down on Plaza del Lago, you're going to get Rosati's and uh, Clucker's Chicken. So similar to what we talked about in Winneka, we got a lot of new spots here, a lot of excitement building up. And and Katie Deegan with, with Central Station talked about how it's uh, she really feels like we're on the cusp of um, some excitement and kind of a, I think she called it a surge um, for businesses down there. And people are going to want to try to get outside and try to um, see other people and be around other people in a safe environment. And she hopes to provide that. So um, Central Station, look, look, look for it. And uh, we're going to do a two for one here in Wilmette. We're also going to talk about public schools work this summer. Um, just uh, always good public service reporting here on, on where your tax dollars are going. And you're going to see um, some build out here in your Winneka school or Wilmette schools. Yeah, about $6 million worth of uh, construction work um, from Wilmette Public Schools taking place this, this summer. And um, that work is going to take place at McKenzie and Ramona Elementary Schools. So um, the, the impetus for the work is, through, is, is to extend the district's um, Keep 39 um, kindergarten enrichment program, which provides a um, second optional half to the day, which would then um, sort of make the kindergarten experience a, a full day experience. So they're looking to keep growing that program and, and keep it going and, and put it into place at Ramona and, and McKenzie. So work at McKenzie is going to consist of adding three classrooms, expanding the existing cafeteria, restoring one current classroom to make it a little bit larger so it can handle a, a kindergarten classroom, and then also replacing the school's roof. And some improvements at Ramona that will be taking place this summer include um, adding two new classrooms, a small um, staff designated office workspace, four conference and group workspaces um, right adjacent to the school's main entrance, and then also renovating one classroom to, uh, to accommodate a kindergarten learning environment. So the, the goal is that they'll have that work uh, completed for next school year. So the, so um, hopefully that'll be ready, ready to go later, later this fall. 
And that uh, that concludes up and down the shore as we moved from Glencoe and Wilmette and gave you a little bit um, of our reporting from the past week in those communities that we cover. Um, and we're moved on to um, um, the the apex of the, of of the podcast of North Shore News <laughs> Week, our featured feature. And this week we got some uh, pretty fun. We got a doozy. <laughs> um, we have a feature on a Glencoe dog named Moose, and Moose is a quirky character. You guys are going to love this piece. Just a little fun, a little light um, for your day. Um, Moose can climb trees. He does a lot of things, but he can climb trees and he loves doing it. Um, we got the photos and the video to prove it video um, from um, one of the um, one of the Conley families. So um, we, I actually met Moose and funny story when, when they adopted Moose, who's a rescue part border collie, maybe Australian shepherd too. Um, you, <laughs> When, when he was a pup, you know, he watched all the squirrels climbing trees and that, that was their escape route, right? To get away from him because he was very interested in the squirrels and they'd run up the tree and he thought, what the heck, I'm going to give it a shot. And now he doesn't need squirrels no more. <laughs> Moose just flies up the trees. He's more interested in, in just getting up there and, and literally hanging out, whether it's by his teeth or, or stabilizing on a branch. Um, he he uses his, his claws and his whole body as momentum and uh, runs right up the tree, um, bites onto a branch to pull himself up. Just a really fun, cool story about Moose, some other quirky things he does uh, and his loving family there in Glencoe. Um, I really urge you guys to read it. It's just a, uh, just, just a compelling piece of uh, local news reporting. <laughs> um, so we've, we've got a video in the story that I would highly recommend everyone watch if they have a chance to, because it will definitely put a smile on your face and cheer up your day. Um, also some really awesome photography work from Joe of, of <laughs> live action shots of Moose making his way up his favorite Glencoe tree. So really, really fun and enjoyable story that I, uh, I can almost guarantee you will uh, brighten your day. Well, you, you know, I had to go out and meet Moose. You know, we could have done this story on the phone, but you know, I had to go out and, and, and see for myself, even though I saw the video, this, this tree climbing pooch and he is he is hysterical as soon as he walks out of the house and gets on his walking path you can see his body tense up and he looks at every tree like he's <laughs> about to tackle it it's hysterical um and, but then he looks towards his mom to make sure he can climb the tree she usually just kind of nods and off he goes um you can you can if, if you were just to walk along um their street and examine the trees you could see exactly where moose walks because you can see kind of the bite marks and the claw marks on every tree along the way. Uh, good stuff. I urge you guys to check it out. It's, it's in our top stories still, so you can check it out at therecordnorthshore.org. Send all your stories about your funny pets and uh, <laughs> great human interest or um, canine interest stories to the record um, at uh, newsroom at therecordns.org. Um, always fun stories, good for the spirit and, and morale of the community. And that is um, North Shore Newsweek this week. Thank you guys for tuning in so much. Um, you can catch the full stories and a bunch of things up uh, upcoming on the recordnorthshore.org. And um, Marty, what do we got coming up for him this week? Yeah, we're going to connect again with uh, Grace Joyce, who we talked about a little bit on last week's episode, the uh, Olympic hopeful rower. And we're going to update you on her progress um, and how her, her shot at the 2021 Summer Olympics is going. And then we're also going to have a, a great feature story on a um, local Glencoe resident who is creating some custom made pinatas, another really fun local uh, piece of journalism right there that'll 
that'll be up within the next couple of days on our site. So definitely check that out. And we'll also have tons of uh, public service and local civic reporting uh, for you up there as well. So again, um, we appreciate you guys tuning in and, and listening to this in a different, uh, different way than just reading it. I hope uh, you found it um, useful and um, interesting. And um, if not, read the full stories on the record, northshore.org. But hope you come back for next time and, and we'll see you guys then. Thanks for listening, everyone.